I encourage you to read the talks once again and to ponder the messages contained therein. I found in my own life I gain even more from these inspired sermons when I study them in greater depth. The basic pattern is to identify the fundamental doctrine or principle that's being taught. Find any invitations associated with and related to that doctrine or principle. And then also recognizing the promised blessings if we act in accordance with that invitation. Welcome to Words of the Prophets podcast. My name is Todd. I'm here with my friends Rivka and Burke, and this is a podcast where we discuss the latest talks from the General Conference of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. How are you today, Rivka? Oh, I'm doing great. Awesome. Yeah. Glad to have you here today. Thank you. Any exciting things going on in your life? Uh, Burke and I got to spend the morning down at the temple in Portland doing an endowment session, so that was a wonderful way to start off. Our weekend. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, isn't that a great way? Such yeah. a good way to start a Saturday. Yeah. Great. Well, Burke, how are you today? Just so good. It's been a wonderful, peaceful day. I was, of course, up a couple hours before I went to the temple, make sure I got my <laughs> workout in and got all my supplies packed for work for the coming week. And so it was uh, a morning in which I got some work done. So I felt good about not wasting my morning and then also got to go spend peaceful temple time, which I love. And then Chick-fil-A on the way home. So yes, well done. Yeah. The unofficial fast food joint of the Church of Jesus Christ. Of Latter-day Saints. <laughs> <laughs> Very unofficial. Yes. Very. Um, so I don't, people may not know this. We have not physically been in each other's presence for years. I don't know how long now, 10 okay. years, something like that. Yeah. I think it's, ele- I think it's 11. 11 this summer. Yeah. And um, we're going to see each other this fall. Yeah. And every time we talk, Burke talks about working out. So are you going to be like jacked? Am I going to see you like gigantic burke no. like when, when we meet again no. no all right no i'll be about 20 pounds heavier than when you saw me last but that has more <laughs> to do with the fact that my crohn's disease is under better control now so <laughs> ah so you can eat <laughs> so i can eat yes has more to do with my eating than my lip no no i look like uh still just kind of a very average mid 40s year old yeah all right sorry me too <laughs> i me three yeah I lift all the time. I love it. I hate cardio. I hate running. I hate biking. Everywhere I go that has anything to do with fitness, people are like, hey, you must be a marathon runner. I'm like, nope. Nope. I <laughs> lift. Yeah. That whole thing is I don't want to lift because I'll get bulky. Yeah. It, it's really hard to no. get bulky. I've never managed to uh, to achieve it. So, yes. yeah. Anyway. It's, it's <laughs> very hard. Probably nobody cares about this conversation but us. But <laughs> Sorry. It, <laughs> but when it, but when I was hearing you say I was working out, we've talked about that a lot. And I thought, wow, when I see Burke again, he's going to be a big dude. No, no, no. Nope. Just be normal. Yeah. Just trying to awesome. stave off the, you know, 60 hours of sitting I do a week. So, yeah, that's exactly it right there. Me too. I'm a desk jockey, so yep. you got to stay healthy. But you're, you have gigantic spiritual biceps in my mind, Burke. You flex that spiritual muscle oh. and oh it's, God. you know. So that's even Drop better. that right so. back around. Yay. <laughs> Indeed. Well, you do listen to general conference while you work out. So uh, it goes hand in hand. That is true. It's true. So, well, let's get to our talk today. And um, the, the, the talk is a question. The title is a question. The question is, is the plan working? And the talk is by Elder, let's see, I'm going to say this wrong, Adrian Ochoa of the 70. And um, I loved this talk. 
I'm very much looking forward to hear to uh, forward to hearing what you guys have to say about it. So Rivka, let's start with you. What was your fundamental doctrine that you pulled out of this? He says, all of us face boisterous winds that can shake our faith and cause us to sink. When this happens, please remember that Heavenly Father's plan of happiness has another name, the plan of redemption. The plan was not for us to glide easily through life, never stumbling, never sinking, with a smile always on our face, which I have out to the side written, rats, because I really wish that was the plan. (laughs) (laughs) He said, Heavenly Father knew that we would need to be redeemed. This is why he prepared the plan of redemption. This is why he sent a redeemer. When we struggle for any reason, that does not mean the plan isn't working. That's when we need the plan the most. For me, that paragraph kind of encapsulated everything he's trying to say in this, that the plan of happiness is also the plan of redemption and that our redemption is the plan. It's not something that was put in place in case we mess up the plan. Absolutely. Right. This, the plan is the plan. It's not the backup plan. That's right. So if it is the plan, I mean, you know, it's called the plan of happiness. Um, Why isn't it a plan to glide through life with a smile on our face? I think, I think the Lord's definition of happiness is different than our mortal fallen definition of happiness. His is a, a valuable eternal, huge sort of happiness and our fallen natures and and Satan's sort of definition of happiness is whatever fun you can grasp in the moment desperately. So it is harder, but I mean, I think we all like, we're all like, Oh rats, I do wish this was easy, but we all pick things that aren't easy and are challenges for us because there is, um, we feel the the value of it and the richness of having experiences that challenge us in a difficult, and it does bring happiness. Awesome. I love it. So um, maybe what you're saying is that gliding through life with a smile on our face isn't actually happiness. Yeah. Well, it's not, it's not real for sure. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So if you're gliding through life with a smile on your face, you're probably faking it, which is, which means you're not happy. So happy happiness, I would I would feel safe using President Nelson's words saying that happiness looks like effort enjoyed. Whoa. Where did when did he say that? Well, he says effort. I kind of added the enjoyed. Okay. But you know, he's always like the Lord loves effort. So <laughs> I think that's what it is. (laughs) She she misquoted President Nelson, but still turned it into a wonderful Rivka wordsmithing. That's wonderful. Wasn't misquoting. Effort is President Nelson's word, right? And that's like, I feel like that's one of his things. So I think happiness is effort enjoyed. I love it. Oh, my word. Wow. That was so fantastic. She was like, well, this is what President Nelson said. I mean, actually, I said it. <laughs> this is, But it this was is what so good that you believed it was from President Nelson. <laughs> Maybe it's what he is saying in a lot of other words. Effort enjoyed. Wow. You, I mean, I've said over and over, he's the Twitter prophet, right? Because yes. he condenses exactly. doctrine and principles down to these brief things. I think you... 
I think you really did brilliantly Maxwellianly summarized, <laughs> uh, you know, President Nelson's take on effort and joy and repentance and all that. Happiness is effort enjoyed. We're done. It's yeah. over, Bert. You can't add <laughs> anything to that, my friend. It's too late. Well, yeah. So and that's not even the worst part. The worst part is that I marked as my central doctrine, of course, the exact same paragraph. <laughs> so I really don't have anything to add except, and this is just what I thought, the very first line when he says, is the plan working? Like he missed out. He should have tapped the microphone, you know, like just, <laughs> sing on, you know, it's the, spirit, on. it's the spiritual version of, can you hear me now? You know, so yes, yeah. Oh, brilliant! <laughs> because I love it. I have had that feeling in my life. You know, is this really working? You know, and it's the problem with is that we can't we can't see where we are in the eternal progression at any given point in time. Sometimes the spirit gives us a little bit of insight. You know, looking at our past to like oh, how far we've come, but you never get to see what would have happened if. And you know, yeah. it's like when President Nelson asked us several years ago, "Where would you be without the gospel?" I'm like, "How can I know that? That is unknowable." Um, yeah. So, yeah, but I, I agree with, uh, with that central doctrine and it was consolation to me because I do not roll through life with a smile on my face. Um, and I struggle and I worry and I obsess and, and I like that redemption can work for me too. So. I love it. Um, well, guess what? I also marked the same paragraph, so (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what to tell you. The only thing maybe I'll add since we're just going to, you know, keep um, beating this horse is, um, you know, the context Uh, at the end, he says that is when we need the plan the most uh, is, you know, when we're struggling. So he opened by just talking about, uh, you know, a story of a young adult who served a mission, was having a, a faith crisis, I think. And we've talked before about simplicity and complexity. So it doesn't have to be a faith crisis. It could be anything. It could be a marriage crisis or it could be a job crisis or, you know, death in the family, anything. And, and he, and he said, well, you know, the plan's not working. And so, you know, just adding that context of, Hey, the plan's working, you know, stick with the plan. It doesn't guarantee results. It doesn't guarantee positive outcomes in all cases or what we might interpret as positive outcomes. But the good news of the gospel is there's no such thing as bad news in the gospel. Um, it, it, there's no permanent bad news. It all turns to good news in the end. So yeah. awesome. <clears throat> well, uh, Burke, I, I was going to guess that you were going to take one of the president Nelson quotes as your central doctrine. So you didn't but you do said that. We weren't allowed to anymore. So <laughs> <laughs> I did say that. Um, I did not agree. I re- no. <laughs> So it was not unified. Also, I repent of that because maybe, maybe in the next talk that might come up again. I don't yeah. know. We'll yeah. see. <laughs> don't worry. So. I've got other stuff in here from President Nelson. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, let's let's stick with you. Give us one President Nelson quote here that you loved uh, that stood out to you as you studied this talk. So just before the paragraph that we all just discussed a couple paragraphs back, it says, if you look back on your life, I believe you'll see that you have exercised faith many times. Joining the church is an act of faith. Speaking with heavenly father in prayer is an act of faith. Reading the scriptures is an act of faith. Listening to my message in this general conference is an act of faith. As president Russell M. Nelson has said, do not minimize the faith you already have. And as someone who I think has probably prayed for faith 
more times than any other single spiritual attribute. I think I discount this a lot. So I felt like this was really speaking to me Um, Mm. that I feel like if I had more faith, so much in my life would be easier, but I fail to acknowledge how much blessing and good direction and avoidance of awfulness and hard um, I've already been able to achieve because of the faith that I've already had. So it sounds a little bit like I'm kind of blowing my own faith horn on that. Um, but I don't mean <laughs> it to be prideful just to say that, yeah, if you're trying and you, I mean, if you're even trying to go in the right direction, that's faithful because you've decided that is the direction that is right. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very true. I think in essence, what he's saying there is, you know, a word that comes up all the time in um, the scriptures and the Book of Mormon, especially, is remember, right? We need, yeah. and we've been reading about that in Come Follow Me recently. So, if I could just turn that back around to you, Burke. So, in what ways has remembering helped bolster or strengthen your faith? You know, I've talked about this a number of times on the podcast already, but for me, it's acknowledging times in my life when the decision I made was not my own, but then things turned out in a way I would have wanted. You know, even if, you know, we go back to the me ending up in medicine, which was not a direction I ever wanted to go and not something I felt I was capable of. And yet here I am, you know, 15, 20 years later with a life I never could have pictured that is better than I ever imagined in so many ways. Um, even, uh, so my son had his uh, 17th birthday this week and we were sitting around in the afternoon, enjoying a dinner all together. And the subject had come up about, I don't know, some crazy expensive house that someone had just bought. I don't even remember, you know, in the tens of millions of dollars. And my daughter said, how could someone ever spend that kind of money, you know, on something like that? And I gave the kind of Bill Gates quote of, you know, compared to their net worth, that's a very small amount of money. You know, if you could buy a house for 10 bucks, wouldn't you? And she's like, it's got to be different though. And I said, yeah, it is different. But at the same time, does it really matter how much you spend on a house in this life or how much you achieve in this life? I said, because what's most important to me is this moment we're having right now, you know, sitting with my daughter and my son and my wife, enjoying a good meal together And I've told my kids for years that they are my treasure. And that is something that I learned from my parents' embrace of the gospel and from being taught my whole life is that family is where you're really going to find your happiness. And so in that way, my uh, faithful pursuit of putting all the effort into my family that I have has led me to a place where that brings me great happiness. So that was a roundabout answer to that question. but. But a beautiful answer. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, Well, Rivka, he actually here is breaking things down into three things he learned from Peter. Mm -hmm. And that was the first one, act in faith. Um, Did you have anything else to add to the thought of acting in faith? Uh, One of my notes here, he says, uh, he tells a story about Elder Jose El Alonzo and said shortly after his son passed away, leaving a family with young children, Elder Alonso overheard the children talking. What are we going to do? They asked. A nine-year-old daughter answered, Daddy is okay. He is preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. 
And that's, I mean, that's an impressive thing to hear from a nine-year-old. But what I wrote next to it was she knew and then she was trusting. And I think that those are both actions that are required for faith in Jesus Christ. We need to to learn so that we know um, gospel truths and then we need to trust that <laughs> those that those truths will, you know, that this is really what's what's happening and trust in those truths. Yeah, fantastic. And acting in faith, every time you act in faith, it requires trust um, as you act. That was just a beautiful story when I read it, to think of a nine-year-old sort of having that level of understanding. It's just, yeah. it was fantastic. So Rivka, how about the next thing he learned from Peter, which was in times of trouble, turn to Jesus Christ right away. And that's where our fundamental doctrine came from. But what else stuck out to you from this section? This is one of my favorite lessons. So this story of Peter has, through the years, become one of my favorite scripture stories because I feel like there are endless lessons for us from it. But this is one of my favorite ones in that he says it like this. Um, As he walked toward the Savior, Peter was frightened by the wind and began to sink when he's out of the boat walking on the water. But when Peter realized what was happening, he did not try to tread water on his own or swim back to the ship. Rather than let go of his faith in Christ, he held on more tightly, crying, Lord, save me. And I think that's a really profound lesson from Peter here, because it does seem like a more natural instinct would either be to like scramble back to the boat, but he doesn't even call out for like his other fisherman friends. You know, like that's not where he speaks. And he has the Lord who said, come walk on the water. And then it's not panning out the way he thought it was going to. And instead of getting angry at the Savior, like, why isn't this working? You asked me to come and now I'm sinking and failing. Instead of that, he he still is looking at the Savior and calling out for help when things aren't working out the way that he assumed they would when the Savior gave him an instruction, you know, or a call. I think that's a profound lesson. Yeah. He didn't, when things went, when, when the plan didn't go according to plan, he still kept faith in the plan and, well, and doubled down on reaching to the Savior. Because, and Burke and I were just having this conversation on the way back from the temple this morning. Often when we receive promptings or a calling, or we have, you know, some guidance that the, that we receive through our personal revelation as we're seeking it, we because this is what as humans do, we kind of fill in this picture of what this is going to mean now, like what it's going to look right. like going forward. And then if it doesn't work out the way that we've filled in with our head, <laughs> it can be really easy to go to get angry, angry at the Lord or angry at the circumstances. I don't know why that's our knee jerk reaction a lot of times, but you know, like, why isn't this working out? I've done what you asked me to do. When it turns out the disappointment that we're feeling is a disappointment against the expectations that we put there and not at all what the Savior is asking. So I just think, yeah, this is a really profound lesson that comes from from Peter. He didn't do that, at least, you know, in this story. He just looked, kept looking at the Lord and was like, okay, this did not, this is not going the way I thought it was. Help me. Or I thought it was yeah. supposed to, or the <laughs> way I want it to be. Help me. Keep helping me. Mm-hmm. I love it. Wonderful thoughts. Um, Burke, did you have anything to add to that section about turning to the Lord? Yeah, so 
I really like, and of course, turning to the Lord, we're going to talk about repentance. And there's a great quote from President Nelson here, which I'm not going to read. Um, but just below <laughs> that, it says, coming unto Christ means more than just thinking about him or talking about him or even loving him. It means following him. It means living the way he teaches us to live. And for all of us, that means repenting without delay. I think this right here is the thing that gets tied up in the works and faith. And do you need faith? You know, I'll show you my faith by my works or faith without works is dead. Or, you know, where, where do we draw the line between, yes, Christ's grace is what saves us, but then what are we required to do? And this is that, this is that paragraph. So it's really important to believe in him, but it has to inspire you to do something and to change. And if you want to change, you have to repent. Exactly. And I think, um, when we repent, the forgiveness comes very quickly and very powerfully. And then the hard work in that faith and works equation is slowly allowing our hearts to change and, and be more and more converted over time. Yeah. Um, but if, as soon as we turn to the Lord, you know, we, he will reach out to us just like Peter, you know, in the story. So, yeah. yeah. And I did want to bring that up even, I think we talked about it during one of the talks last general conference and I'd never thought about that, baby. But when Rivka says, you know, Peter sees the savior walk across the water and he says, can I come out there? And the savior says, come, he doesn't say, no, nah, it's not going to work out. Well, you're not going to have the faith. I'm going to end up having to save you from the water. He just says, come. And I love that. I'd never thought about it that way before, but it's so encouraging to me. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. Well, the third part is humble yourself before the Lord and he will lift you up to greater things. So Burke, what did you find in here that inspired you? Aha, I marked all invitations in this section. Oh, so. <laughs> great. Well, give us some invitations. That's fine. What great things does the Lord want you to accomplish in his church and kingdom? There are many opportunities to serve and minister to others as the savior did. He wants you to be part of his great work. Never will the plan of happiness become more real to you than when you are helping others to live it. So he didn't say the word invite, but he is saying help others serve and more specifically help others live the plan as well. Which in my it. younger years, I would have thought meant tell them what they're doing wrong. But I don't think that's what it means. <laughs> uh, well, sometimes. <laughs> Depending on your stewardship, I suppose. But. Uh, tell me a time, Burke, and uh, I, we talk about this sometimes, but it's worth repeating. Tell me a time that you've felt that happiness in the service of the Lord or that, you know, that you were... Um, serving and ministering and um, the plan of happiness became real to use to, to sort of use his words. Um, so one time at church, not too long ago, within the last year, um, I was approached by a brother whose daughter was his college age and was having strange gastrointestinal intestinal symptoms that were very disruptive to her life and that hadn't yet been diagnosed. And he came to me sort of looking for advice on a doctor to see or whatever. And I didn't really have a lot of advice that way um, because I knew she was already seeing specialists and I don't have anything to add to what they already knew, but I did talk to her for a little bit. And what I actually said to her was, you're probably going to feel like this is unfair and like everyone around you has this ability 
to be well that you don't have and you don't deserve it and kind of along that that line of thought and you know she teared up right in front of me as i was saying it and of course so did i and it was that moment of two people who've been down the same hard road talking about what the road is like and if you haven't been down that road you can't discuss it you know you might have seen it from somewhere else but if you haven't experienced you can't and in that moment i was really glad to be able to share that moment with her and I won't say that I was glad for all the experience that made me able to share that moment with her. <laughs> um, but that kind of a, and we all have those moments because we all go through this, this hard stuff we've already talked about in, in our own ways. When you find another person that you can help because you've been on that road, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. That's morning with those that morning comforting those in need of comfort. Yeah. So thank you. What a beautiful story. Well, Rivka, um, what other parts, I mean, maybe we can just continue with invitations, but this third (laughs) section of being humble, what other invitations did you find or promises? Well, one of the invitations and ideas that really struck me this week was, is actually back in the second section, but, um, he, he said, well, this is from president Nelson, of course he says, (laughs) Whether you are diligently moving along the path, have slipped or stepped from the covenant path, or can't even see the path from where you are now, I plead with you to repent. Experiencing the strengthening power of daily repentance, of doing and being a little better each day. And what struck me this week is that he begins that sentence speaking to those who are diligently moving along the covenant path and including them in the invitation to repent every day. So I had to think Mm. about that for this week Um, because when we limit our understanding of repentance to turning to him when we've sinned, we miss out on a huge part of the uh, power of the atonement of Jesus Christ, which is the enabling power. And so I really appreciated, um, I don't know, I didn't hear it this way the first time President Nelson said it. So I'm really glad that they're quoting him so much because I keep learning um, things from him all the time. But I love that that he included that this call to repentance and the the continual turning to the Lord and looking to the Lord is for all of us. Um, you know, whether we're struggling not on the path or whether we are on the path, we all we all are. You know, this call is for all of us to do the same thing, which is wherever you are, just keep turning and looking to Jesus Christ. So, in addition to the the invitation Burke said, which is to serve in the church and to serve others around you, whether that's part of a calling or not, it's to, you know, even if you're doing that already, you're serving, you're diligently doing your calling, yeah. repent and yeah. and keep repenting. And he says, experience the strengthening power of daily repentance. I love that. That's such a positive yeah. President Nelson sort of spin on things, right? Just come and experience really the is. strengthening power of repenting. It's wonderful. It's an invitation and a blessing or promise all wrapped up in one. So great. Any other promises in here, Burke, that you found that you wanted to highlight? Well, this one is an invitation and a promise wrapped together. It says, let us humbly put ourselves in a position where Jesus can lift us, lead us, and make the most of our abilities. So we have to be humble, put ourselves in the right position, and then we get lifted, led, and our abilities increased, which I like the sound of that. Yeah. 
And you just gave us a story where you maybe had a unique ability to empathize with that person, um, having gone through some of those things. Yeah. Rivka, have you had a, an experience like that that you could share where you have been in a position um, or allowed yourself to be in a position where the Lord lifted you, led you, and made the most of your abilities? Well, I've had a, a lot of, I don't know, <laughs> through my life experiences having conversations with friends or people who are um, struggling in living the gospel. I I feel like we all kind of have our areas of missionary work that we feel we're good at, you know, maybe a little more strong at than others. Like there are all sorts of different ways to share the gospel. And I feel like a lot of the missionary work that the Lord has had me do has been with people who are in the gospel, but whose testimonies are struggling and shaky. And so as you were asking Bert that question, I was thinking through a bunch of those conversations and how often during those conversations is they're, you know, expressing their troubles and and I'm listening and and offering reminders of gospel teaching or, um, you know, helping them kind of sort through what their thoughts are. How that? Well, actually, every time, every time I've had a conversation like that, at some point during that conversation, I feel how intensely the Lord loves that person that's struggling, and I have felt so often this feeling that they're going to be okay. You know, like he's with them and he's, and he, he is going to continue to stay with them until, until they're strong. And I mean, I wouldn't have phrased it at that point, but now that the plan is going to work, (laughs) the plan that he's made for their redemption and salvation, it's going to work. And so I've had all of these moments through my life where I've had the spirit testified to me that the plan works um, for all of us, for all of his children, um, unless we absolutely refuse it. That's the only way this isn't going to work out for us. And I, I'm grateful for that. <laughs> so I don't know if that's my necessarily helping them, but it has certainly helped me to have those conversations and strengthen my testimony. Yeah. I think I think we can safely say that you're good at having those conversations. That is one of your abilities. It so. definitely is. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you both. I think uh, this was a great talk, and I I think um, I think you're right. La- was it last general conference? We had someone who gave a talk based on the same story. same thing from yeah. same story from Peter, and mm-hmm. it just it keeps bearing like fruit. I feel like almost every conference there's someone who brings this story up. Yeah. But I just can't get past that, that feeling of me wanting to do things in my life that I'm going to mess up and I'm going to do poorly. And, and Christ being like, yeah, come on, come on, (laughs) (laughs) go ahead. (laughs) I'll be there when you start sinking. (laughs) When you start sinking, I'm right here. So no, because we're like, uh, I just don't know how well this plan has been thought through. Like, through me, the Robinsons. But yeah, yes. But the thing is, yes. it's been perfectly thought through. And he didn't, Heavenly Father did not come up with a plan that he's hoping is going to work out. Yeah. You know, like yes. his, his work and glory is going to happen. And so if we have right. the least interest in being involved in that, it's going to work out for us. Fantastic. Well, somewhere Aaliyah is smiling that you said meet the Robinsons in there. So well, that it's been is a while. 
the best of all animated movies. Oh, wow. Okay, Definitely. that's a can of worms we're not going to open up for the rest of this podcast. As far as movies that I have watched that are animated that make me just feel good. Wow. Yeah. So many great things in that movie. So. It's a good one. Well, we're going to keep moving forward to the next talk, which is Then Will I Make Weak Things Become Strong by Elder Hamilton. Um, so if you want to get a hold of us, you can reach us on social media at Words of the Prophets Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, or Words of the Prophets Podcast at gmail.com. So thanks for joining us today. And until next time, keep the faith. Hola a todos. This is Hermana Ebert. Um, sorry again for the terrible audio quality. <laughs> Um, but uh, as he is. Um, here are my thoughts on the talk Is the Plan Working by Elder Adrian Ochoa? <laughs> um, this was a pretty cool talk. Um, I really like how he just stuck with the Peter theme and just like talked a lot about Peter and why like that particular story um, applies to us. Um, and one of my favorite things he said was in regards to Peter and his faith, says, he seemed to know that if Jesus Christ invited him to do something, he could do it. Um, and then the footnote references 1 Nephi 3.7, which is, I will go into the things the Lord hath commanded. Um, and I really like that because I think it's true. <laughs> um, if we have the faith, we can do literally whatever Jesus asks us to do. Um, including change our very selves and become perfect, even as our Father in Heaven is perfect. Um, and then one of the other things he said was when Peter realized what was happening, he did not try to tread water on his own or swim back to the ship. Rather than let go of his faith in Christ, he held on more tightly, crying, Lord, save me. Um, and I really like that because I think there's two tendencies when when bad times fall upon us one is to ditch god and and say why me uh i think there's there's some talk or something that says that why is the worst question you can like it's the least productive question you can ask um and and so like ask instead of asking why or or denying god like god wouldn't let this happen blah 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 and then turning away there that's one option you can you can get farther away from god or you can get closer and do what peter did and say lord save me and turn your reliance completely on him um, and then obviously one of those leads to becoming a greater human with more strength and more perseverance um, and more faith and then he talks a little about bit about repentance and he says, experience the strengthening power of daily repentance, of doing and being a little better each day. And um, I like that idea of just like a little, little tiny bit um, every day, which kind of goes along with the next talk. Um, but we'll get to that later. <laughs> um, and yeah, let's see. I think that was my main thoughts on this one. It was pretty good. There's a lot more, but um, those are the main things that I liked. Mostly just the story of Peter and how awesome he is. Um, so, yeah, be like Peter. Develop your faith through small and simple things to the point where you can literally walk on water. <laughs> Until next time, guarde la fe.
If we teach by the Spirit, and you listen by the Spirit, some one of us will touch on your circumstance, sending a personal prophetic epistle just to you.